Salutations, hello, how do you do? I hope this episode finds you well. Today, we ask ourselves a simple yet, in many ways, an imperishable question. Why are we consumed with stress? How is it that we've not yet discovered the means by which to liberate ourselves from this daily burden? How can it be that we continue to suffer beneath its fearsome lash, to toil under its harsh regime? Let's subject this question to further probing. As always, in addressing this or any theme, we will begin by positioning ourselves and breathing. I'll ask you to find a chair on which you find it comfortable to sit. Your back should be supported and your feet grounded. If you prefer, you can be seated on the floor. Once settled there, Lengthen your spine. Your torso should assume a tall, erect posture. Pull your abdomen in slightly and your shoulder blades closer together. If your shoulders are shrugged up toward your ears, let them drop to a more restful, natural position. Unclench your jaw and soften your gaze. Now, with your eyes open, proceed to take four breaths. Count three seconds for the inhalation and three seconds for the exhalation. You can breathe along with me. Very good. Now, I'll ask you to close your eyes. 
Focus on your breath. Turn your attention inward, retiring into yourself. Again, let's breathe four times, maintaining the same pace and count. This time, breathe without me. Why are we weighed upon with heaviness and utterly consumed with sharp distress while all things else have rest from weariness? Rest from weariness. Can we ever hope to be the beneficiaries of such a thing. Is this an experience conceivable by modern man? Is weariness even a thing from which we can enjoy the briefest respite? The great Alfred Tennyson, baronial bard of England and universal laureate of verse, opened the second stanza of his choric song in his The Lotus Eaters with this very question. Contrasting the delectably drowsy life of the famed lotus eaters, the slumberous existence of that idle race of island dwellers abroad, with that of his own people. He goes on. All things have rest. Why should we toil alone? We only toil, who are the first of things, and make perpetual moan. Still from one sorrow to another throne. From one sorrow to another throne. Battered are we by the tempest of life. We've hardly the opportunity to breach the surface and replenish our air before we're submerged in the tide of stresses and sorrows again. All other things inhale more easily, fill their lungs more peacefully, taking slower 
longer sips of the ambrosial air in which they're steeped. We humans do no such thing. We have only time to toil and suffer, to worry and stress. We cannot taste the air, much less enjoy its honeyed savor. Indeed, we are the first of things, first in primacy in the ranking of God's creation, and first in the self-inflicted hardships and anxieties we endure. It makes me ask myself, who would want a supremacy at so high a cost? Tennyson goes on. Nor ever fold our wings and cease from wanderings, nor steep our brows and slumber's holy balm, nor hearken what the inner spirit sings. There is no joy but calm. Why should we only toil the roof and crown of all things? There is no joy but calm. If only these six words could be inscribed on every anxious, stressed-out person's soul. Calmness is its own bliss. Tranquility its own reward. We exhaust ourselves by perpetual motion. Seldom do we take our perch above the rush of the crowd, curl our feet round the bough of the tree, absorb from that thin, high altitude the beauty of the landscape below, and fold our wings and cease from wanderings. Instead, we hurry from one task to another, from one commitment to the next, rushing headlong if only to avoid stopping a moment and encountering ourselves. It matters not where we go, so long as we feel ourselves to be moving. Be it physical or mental, we must be moving. 
we mustn't be static and caught on our heels. But this wandering ultimately is aimless. In the journeys on which we blindly embark, often have no real destination. Nor do we steep our brows in slumber's holy balm. We allow, rather, our stresses to overcome us and our worries to supplant these sacred hours of repose. In this holy balm, our brows remain unanointed and our eyes unbedewed by its soporific kiss. We toss and we turn all night, unrelieved of our flashing worries for even a moment. It's when darkness falls that our stresses arise. It's when our head touches the pillow that we are overcome with unease. After many hours engaged in this unwinnable conflict, we awaken defeated and groggy, utterly reliant on the chemicals of a caffeinated drink. Then, the next evening, we reach for a sedative pill, a doubtful antidote to the unrest to which we've unhappily succumbed. We must interrupt this dreadful cycle and hearken what the inner spirit sings. There is no joy but calm, and you can be calm in an instant. Neither the lotus flower melatonin, alcohol, or coffee will bring you equanimity and peace. Your mind and your mind alone holds the remedy. If you want relief from stress, breathe and think it gone. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of NUMA. If you want to meditate on such topics as 
gratitude, happiness, hunger, and the likes, consider subscribing to this channel. I'd be delighted to receive you, to hear from you, and to call you a friend. Farewell.